Oh, hey guys. Welcome back to the I Love This Shit podcast. Um, just want to thank everybody for a great first day of release. Uh, I did a lot better than anticipated. Uh, I didn't do, you know, in the thousands or hundreds or even in the 20s for listens, downloads, whatever. But nonetheless, it was still better than I expected. And I th- I can't thank everyone enough for listening. A lot of people couldn't listen because they haven't seen the movie yet. For those of you who don't know, the first episode was an Avengers Infinity War review. Some people hadn't seen the movie, so therefore didn't want to listen to the episode, which is totally understandable. I get it. That's fine. But today, what we're going to be talking about is, I think I'm going to call this, maybe I might call it in the queue, on the queue. This is... Uh, basically an episode talking about what I am either watching, reading, listening to, what I'm going to watch, read, listen to, whatever's on my radar right now that I'm excited about in any of those categories. So yeah, let's let's get on with it, guys. So if you guys were following me at all on my Instagram, which was mostly a bookstagram, I am going to keep it that it's, that's the reason why I had that Instagram is to, you know, show my love of books and whatnot. Uh, that's not going to change at all. I'm still going to keep it a bookstagram just accompanied by a podcast is all. So you're going to get both posts, you know, talking about both. But if you followed it before this, it was a podcast assisted page it was a bookstagram, is a bookstagram, and I do a lot of reading, not as much as some people. Some people read an ungodly amount that I can't even fathom. I think last year I did something like 45 books, which I don't, I think that might be a record for myself, uh, which I was happy about. 45 books, man, that's, you know, a little under a book a week. Um, I'm sorry, a little over a book a week. Uh, no, under a book a week, my bad, Jesus. And so that's, you know, that's not bad for me. Uh, I'm going to try to do 50 this year. I think I'm at 20 and we're almost halfway through the year. I did read a couple thick books. Uh, I did and also read some books that took me a lot longer to finish than I had anticipated. But hey, you know, things happen. But what am I currently reading or wanting to read? Well, right now um, I am reading Joyland by Stephen King. I should probably be done, I'll I'll be done before this episode even goes up, so you you might get a review on that uh, pretty soon, maybe, maybe not, shorter books like this one, it's less than 300 pages, I may just, you know, do a usual review on Instagram or on Goodreads, by the way, if you're not following me on Goodreads, I believe it is B's Reads, it's not BS Reads, I know a lot of people got confused, you can't put apostrophes in Instagram usernames, so it is B's reads. A lot of people said BS reads. I know, my fault, kind of a bad uh, username to choose. But anyway, I believe it is BS underscore reads. If I'm wrong, I will put the link in the notes section on this uh, because I can't really remember right now. It's It's actually been a little while since I've used Goodreads and did a review on there, but I'll get back to it, guys. Anyway, Joyland. It is a book by Stephen King part of the Hard Case Crime series of books. The Hard Case Crime books, I this is the only one I've read so far. Uh, 
they tend to do obviously crime novels with a very heavy noir feel from what I understand. Although this one, there isn't a whole lot of crime that has happened. There hasn't been anything like that whatsoever. It's kind of as if that movie Adventureland, for those of you that have ever seen Adventureland with Jesse Eisenberg, you know, it's a coming of age story where he goes and works at a little amusement park for the summer. Uh, That's basically what this is. It's kind of like that with a slight supernatural tinge to it. Uh, So far, it's just been, you know, kind of like a ghost story surrounding the amusement park. And we haven't gotten to where if the ghost is real or not or if everyone's just afraid of it. I I honestly feel like it's kind of like the body or stand by me. But with that supernatural backdrop, just as not really filler but just something for the characters to uh to go off of you know it's just kind of in the background so far but I I am liking it it's very good I'm surprised they haven't made this into a movie or a show yet uh Stephen King has done another hard case crime novel which I believe is a very short novel barely over 100 pages called The Colorado Kid which did get turned into a series called Haven I think that came on sci-fi here I don't know if it's sci-fi outside the U.S. or not. Uh, But it's just crazy that they turned that tiny, tiny book into a multi-season show, which I'm assuming only follows the book for maybe a few episodes and then goes off on its own thing. I don't know. haven't seen it, haven't read it, so I can't attest to any of that. Uh, But I I started reading Joyland in between because I was on a... I've been on a heavy Neil Gaiman kick lately. I haven't read any Neil Gaiman up until the beginning of April, I believe. I read, I decided to have my first novel be his first novel, which is Neverwhere, and just, oh man, absolutely loved it. It was very good. He wanted to make a book for adults to remind them of the stories they heard when they were children and wanted to make you feel like a kid again, which you could read this to a kid or a kid could read it if, you know, they wanted to read a 400 page book it's it's very very enchanting which a friend has told me perfectly describes Gaiman uh, as he's read quite a bit of Gaiman uh you guys will meet him pretty soon he, he's he's gonna be on here at some point uh we always talk about books to each other and you know I was like oh well you know perfect we can we can banter about books on the podcast anyway Gaiman's Neverwhere aside from uh, there's a little bit of, of F-words in there. He's I've noticed he's not very big on, on cursing, which is a good thing. He's got such colorful language to where he doesn't even need to use strong language, uh, bad language, however you want to say that. He's, he's, he's definitely a wordsmith. He's He's got prose and just beautiful writing. Very good. Um, I, that was a very good book for me to start out with reading. So after that, after Neverwhere, I jumped immediately into American Gods, which... I thought it was highly praised by gaming fans and readers in general, but apparently it does seem a little bit divided. You either love it or you hate it, which is perfect for this show. So I, I will say I did love it. It was really good. There was there was a little bit of, of downtime where not a whole lot happened, and it started to get a little bit boring. But overall, it was very good. It didn't go where I expected it to go. Uh, not to ruin, I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't read it. But yeah, it did not turn out the way I was expecting it to. I also didn't know it was basically a 
a road trip book. They travel all across America, which I guess makes sense. American gods. They go all around America talking to different gods, trying to rally everybody together for a big battle that's coming up. But it was very good. Very, very good. Uh, I really want to read the Graveyard book next. I've heard that's a very good novel of his. It's one of the... I think it's the only book, actually, to win a Newbery Medal, which is for, like, achievement in children's writing, as well as, I can't remember the other award, but I know it's for, not necessarily adult fiction, but for older readers alike, and it's 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 the only book to ever win both of those, which, you know, is very intriguing, the fact that it can win a, a children's award and then a adult fiction, if you will, award. I might be wrong on that, but I know it is the only book to have won two specific types of awards offhand. I can't think about it now. I just know one is the Newbery Award for children's literature. But I've heard I've heard it's very good. Uh, the one review I read of it said something like, it will break your heart in all the best ways possible, which uh, I don't think I've cried in a book since probably I finished the final Dark Tower novel a year and some change ago. Uh, yeah, that definitely brought... That brought some tears to my eyes for sure uh, because of the book in general and the fact that my Dark Tower journey was ending, which so many people I've seen on Bookstagram are starting their Dark Tower journey or about midway through for the first time, and it's really making me want to go back and read them again. I've already read the first three, three times, I believe. I've read the fourth novel twice, and I've only read the second half, five, six, and seven once. I still haven't read the eighth book or four and a half, what have you. The Wind Through the Keyhole. I still haven't read that one yet. I just... I want to have that one Dark Tower novel I haven't read just sitting there waiting for a rainy day. I started it, didn't finish it, uh, just because I wasn't ready to... I wasn't ready the first time to have my Dark Tower journey, and I really am not ready now. Even though there's plenty of, like the comics, there's the short stories centered around... Uh, Midworld and Roland and things before the first Dark Tower novel, which I still haven't got to. I do plan on doing that soon because I am definitely jonesing for some more Dark Tower for sure. Anyway, there's other Neil Gaiman books I really want to read. There's Ocean at the End of the Lane. There's North Norse mythology, which I've heard is uh, both. I've heard both are really good. So I can't wait to get to those. Also coming up. Uh, that I really cannot wait for, obviously, is Stephen King's new book, The Outsider, which comes out May 22nd here in the U.S. I think it's the same date or a day before or after that overseas. Really looking forward to that. I, I've read a short little synopsis on it that didn't give too much away. Luckily, most of the time they give away way too much in the description of it. So I'm glad that they kept it pretty vague. I could be wrong, but I don't even think they said the name of the detective in that book i know it's a detective story which is pretty cool uh he's been on a, he's been on a detective kick lately which he did with the bill hodges trilogy mr mercedes finder finders keepers and end of watch which if you guys aren't watching the mr mercedes series you really need to i didn't like the first book as much as i was expecting to it was okay they definitely improved on it with the first season of the show the second novel was amazing. It could have been a great standalone novel by itself, uh, Finders Keepers. So the, I think the new season is jumping straight to the third book 
which is crazy to me. But there pro- looks like they might sprinkle in some stuff from the second book in there, which they probably have to because otherwise, then after they finish this season, they're going to be doing their own thing like they did with Game of Thrones. Don't even get me started on that. But apparently King has talked about giving a solo novel to Holly from the Mr. Mercedes trilogy. And a lot of people are speculating that this might be it. Uh, I would not be opposed to that at all. That sounds really cool. She she was a little annoying at first when you first meet her, but you really grow to like her and she winds up becoming one of your favorite characters. So it, it would be really cool to have a have this be a spin-off novel of that. We'll see. We'll find out in a couple weeks. Also, what I'm really looking forward to doesn't come out until uh, a little bit towards the end of summer. It comes out at the end of August 28th. It is the sequel to Nicholas Eames's Kings of the Wild, which is called, the sequel is called Bloody Rose. If you guys have not read Kings of the Wild, I cannot recommend it enough. It was such a great, fun book set, you know, it's supposed to be set in... Uh, kind of like the medieval times where all the warriors were looked upon as rock stars and they actually had, they would call them bands and the, you know, the main character gets the band back together to journey across the heart's wild to rescue his daughter. And it's so much fun. Uh, there's, it, you, you can just tell he had fun writing it. It's It can totally be set with a classic rock backdrop to it. There's a, I don't know if there's a Spotify playlist for the first book, but I know the author just released the Spotify playlist for the second novel, and it's it's just as good as the first one. It The, the songs sound perfect and would fit that story perfectly. So yeah, that's called Bloody Rose, sequel to Kings of the Wild. Check out Kings of the Wild uh, before Bloody Rose comes out. I highly, highly recommend it. Also in July... I am going to be doing a read-along on my Instagram of one of my favorite Stephen King novels, The Talisman, which he wrote with author Peter Straub. And I haven't read any Peter Straub. I started to read Ghost Story, and I got about a third of the way in, and just it lost my attention. It didn't really grab me as well as I was hoping. And honestly, The Talisman just feels like it was written solely by King, either Either the two of them found a really great third voice in their writing or or Straw, which is at the top of his game on that novel because it was it's so much fun, guys. So much fun. Uh, if you don't know what the story is, it's about this kid named Jack Sawyer whose mother is dying of cancer, I believe, and he discovers he has this ability to flip into the territories, which is basically he goes into this other world that's very similar to ours and his mom is the queen of that land and she is also dying and if she dies in the territories she dies in real life and he has to journey across the u.s and the territories to get to the talisman and bring it back to her to save her and along the way it's stephen king bad shit happens the whole way there it's so good guys join me in that read-along if you would like to it it will be up on my Instagram. I've talked about it a little bit. I'll talk about it a little bit more uh, as July approaches. I love this pod on Instagram. I will be doing it in July. Lastly, for what I am reading, I recently rediscovered Marvel Unlimited, which for those of you that don't know what that is, it's a subscription service to Marvel Comics, basically, uh, but it's all digital. They have 
so many comics on there. I don't think it's every comic they have ever done, but for the most part, whatever it is you're looking for, they will have it. They don't put new issues up until six months later, so, you know, this week the new issues will be from the beginning of November. But, you know, that's fine. I am in no way, shape, or form caught up with any storylines. But I have been, I have started, uh, I started the new the new Ant-Man. I think I've read three issues now, which is really good. It's really fun and entertaining. Uh, I, I recommend you check that out if you can, if you have the means to. Which, speaking of which, today is free comic book day. Which, unfortunately, I'm not going to get to because it's just, it's, uh, the, my nearest comic book store is over 30 miles away. I get that's not that far, but I don't have the most reliable car in the world, and I'm not about to take it on the freeway and break down just for one free comic book, as much fun as it would be. So, you know, hey, maybe next year. I also started reading The Indestructible Hulk, which the artwork is just amazing, guys. You Check that out, too. The Indestructible Hulk, not The Incredible Hulk. This is kind of like a sequel to that yeah, it's really good. Go ahead and check that out, guys. Marvel Unlimited, kind of like Comixology. For those of you who don't know what Comixology is, it's a similar subscription comic book service that Amazon offers. They they offer a lot of the beginnings of things. Once you've read two or three volumes of a series, the next ten you have to buy on their own. You can't just read entire series on there. Which for ten bucks a month, I guess that's fine. You know, you get to start it out, and if you really want to continue reading them, you can go out and buy them. And you know, hey, there you go. At least you got to read the beginning of a series or multiple series for ten bucks a month. Not bad. So I think that's it for what I am reading right now. Um, why don't we get into what I am listening to, which started off very great for me yesterday. I did not know that Leon Bridges had a new album come out called Good Thing. And if you don't know who Leon Bridges is, he is a soul singer whose main influence is Sam Cooke. And my God, you can tell that Sam Cooke is his biggest influence because his singing style, the music style, even the literal sound of the music sounds a little dusty and vintage and, you know, like it was recorded on a, a dirty scratched up tape in all the best way possible it just sounds so vintage check out his first album called coming home i'm sure some of you guys have heard of him if you haven't go check out coming home it's a great album i i didn't think he could top that album with this new one but i honestly think i like this one better he definitely perfected the craft on this album some of the highlights for me were beyond that's the name of the song that's a really good song Bad Bad Thing is the latest single, I believe, as is Beyond. There is also another song called If It Feels Good, Then It Must Be. That's probably one of my favorites as well. It's it's just such a great album, guys. It's called Good Thing. Go look it up. And you know what? Just to kind of give you a an idea of how his music sounds, um, hopefully I don't get it with copyright. I'll just show you 10 seconds-ish of how the song coming home sounds it like i said sounds so vintage and his singing style is so great to accompany it this is what it sounds like baby 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 i'm coming home to your tender sweet love and you're my one and only one and if it sounds like a little 
sounds a little distorted or not very crisp. That's because I did play it through my phone, but that's just how his sound is. He does such a great job at emulating the 50s, 60s sound. And apparently what he does is his engineer slash producer is also his drummer. And they record straight to tape, which nowadays people don't record straight to tape. You can surmise that, you know, everything's digital nowadays, which it is. But they record straight to tape, which gives it that vintage feel. And it's so retro to this fact that his drummer, producer, engineer will actually have to go into the control room, hit record, walk out of the control room, into the recording studio, get behind the drums, and they all start playing together in one room. They don't record everything separately. It's all together in one room, which gives it that very great live vintage sound. So yeah, guys, check out Leon Bridges. Both albums, Coming Home is his first album, and Good Thing is the one that just came out yesterday, Friday. Uh, Definitely check it out. Another thing I've been listening to uh, for since it came out in December, guys, yes, we're five months past December, and I'm still listening to it like it is brand new. It is No One Ever Really Dies by NERD, which, if you guys didn't know, that is what NERD stands for. If you don't know who NERD is, it's a, man, they're very hard to categorize into a group, uh, genre, I should say. They're like a funk, rock, hip-hop, punk, fusion, just so many different genres that they get influenced from. It is fronted by Pharrell Williams, yes, that Pharrell, and Chad Hugo, who make up the producing duo The Neptunes, who have done got countless multiple hits for the past 20 years. They are also accompanied in NERD by their friend Shay Haley, who is kind of lends to the more rapping side. He does sing. He does a little both. Guys, just check out their entire catalog. I can't stress enough how much I love NERD. I could probably spend an episode or two just talking about NERD. Go check out their new album, their entire discography. Just do it and, you know, thank me later. Also, I've been listening to a lot lately is Bobby Tarantino 2 by Logic, who is one of the better rappers of today compared to some of the garbage that people call rap or hip-hop nowadays. I know a lot of people aren't fans of rap or hip-hop, and I can see why, especially if all you've been hearing or all you've ever heard is stuff that they play on the radio. Even though some of that stuff is good, it's not half as good as what you are not hearing. Uh, I, I mean, a good example of the good stuff you're hearing is Kendrick Lamar, obviously probably the biggest rapper in the world right now, and rightfully so. He, his latest album, Damn, just won a Pulitzer Prize, people, a the very first album that was not jazz or classical to ever win the Pulitzer Prize, which is just amazing. That is, oh, that's so awesome that, you know, the the folks there recognize something as great as, as that album to represent a culture as a whole. And just, yeah, they, kudos to them for doing that. Which... Sadly, it did not win Album of the Year at the Grammys, which it should have, because, you know, Bruno Mars deserved it, apparently. Not the biggest fan of Bruno Mars. I don't hate him or anything, but that was definitely 
he definitely won that because he was just the more popular out of everybody there. It should have went to Kendrick Lamar, but hey, you know, Bruno Mars doesn't have a Pulitzer Prize under his belt, and never will. So moving on. I I still can't get enough of uh, Linkin Park's new album. It's coming up on probably a year old now, which means we're coming up on the, sadly, the one-year anniversary of Chester Bennington's death, who is probably one of my favorite singers of all time. I've said it before. If I were to ever have a singing voice, I would love it. If I could sound even the minutest bit like Chester, just such a great voice, man. I've been listening to their new album, uh, One More Light. It's a very good album. I, I I initially didn't take to it when it first came out. I wasn't the biggest fan because it was very mellow and, and toned down compared to, you know, normal Linkin Park stuff. They That's one reason why I love Linkin Park is every album they've done, they've totally expanded their sound to where, you know, they don't want it to sound like anything they've done before, but they will take elements of what they've sounded like before and just try to perfect it and, and work their craft. And that's what pisses me off when a lot of people say, oh, you know, I can't stand Linkin Park after their second album. Well, obviously you don't like change because their second album sounded exactly like their first one, which is why you liked it. Don't get me wrong. I love, I love every album they've ever done. You know, especially the first two. That's, whew. Those are my teen years right there, early teens. Uh, that's just nostalgic to listen to Hybrid Theory and Meteora. But, you know, even they said, man, after that second album, we realized how easy it is to to make an album that sounds like that. It's so easy for us to do. We need to, we need to change it up. And how many clones of that style did you hear after that? And are still hearing. They, they, were, they were a big influence on lots of bands nowadays. So, you know, they wanted to switch up their sound and and good for them because they've always grown. And that's what bands need to do every time. Challenge themselves and do something they've never done before out of the ordinary. And that's how you get a great band. Whether or not the result comes out to be good or not, you got to give them props for trying it out and experimenting. All right, guys. So moving on to what I am watching, uh, since I finished the American Gods novel, I figured I would start the show. I am about two episodes in. Yeah, I'm two episodes in. I need to start the third episode. So far, it's very good. It's definitely a visual splendor, man. They, they've they definitely done a good job at the the look of it. All the, and it's, <laughs> it's so over-the-top, bloody, and violent. And, but, you know, stylized, which, which definitely give it, gives it its own, its own feel. And it's, it's just nice to look at. I'm not, I'm usually not a fan of CGI blood because it just, it looks like a video game. It's like, come on guys, if you wanted to make a video game, just make a damn video game. Give me some realistic looking blood, which is one of the main gripes I had with that movie 300, other than just not being a fan of it in general. I know I'm one of those that does not like the movie 300. So what? But all the fake blood, man, I just could not do it. It just looked too much like a video game that I wouldn't even play or like. So, but they did they they did a good job with it on American Gods so far. Like I said, I'm only uh, three episodes in of the eight. The second season, I'm not sure when that's going to start, but apparently the first season only covers the first third of the novel, which is insane to me. But then again, you know, eight episodes, it's a 530, 40 page book. So that's not so bad. 
for eight hours, you can do a third of a book and still have it be very good and cohesive. I don't know how much they've changed it. It doesn't look like a whole lot has changed. They've added some stuff to it, but it looks like it's all for the better to try to, you know, flesh out the story a little more, even though you would think a 500 page novel would be fleshed out well enough, but it's a TV show. That's what they got to do. I'm actually going to go see the movie Rampage today, which I was a huge fan of the game as a kid. If you've never played it, you play as either a gorilla, a wolf, or an alligator, and you just, you wreak havoc, or you rampage across the city, decimating buildings and fighting off bad guys. It's just so much fun. The movie looks fun. From what I've heard, it is basically what you'd expect. There's nothing special or fantastic about it, but hey, you know, I have movie pass. I can pay, I only pay 10 bucks a month and I can go see now four movies a month for $10. It used to be a movie a day, whether that's going to be coming back or not. Who knows? I think it may have come back, but now you can only see a movie once the same movie. Once you can't do repeat viewings, which uh, don't even get me started on that anyway. So maybe I'll give you guys my thoughts on that. Uh, if it's, if it's deserving of an episode of a review, uh, which we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Coming up also in the next couple of weeks is Deadpool 2. Do I need to say more? If you've seen the first one, you most likely love it and are highly anticipating the second one. And I can't wait. I'm definitely anticipating it. That's for sure. And then coming out on digital slash Blu-ray, uh, digital on May 8th is Black Panther one of the best, if not the best Marvel movie they've ever made. Not my opinion. It's definitely in the top three of the top five. It's, it's not my favorite. I'm still not sure what my favorite one would be. Uh, that's a rank of the Marvel movies, man. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. That's going to take an episode on its own to try to figure out. Oh, that's so hard, but comes out on digital May 8th. I have that day off from work. I am, definitely watching it that's for sure and then it's going to come out it's either a week later or two weeks later on blu-ray i think it's a week later actually it comes up the 15th yeah that'd be a week later so definitely can't wait to watch that again for sure well guys i think that might be it that's all i have to talk about today slightly shorter episode than the review but then again i didn't want to I mean, I always talk your guys' ears off. You should know that by now from that first episode and from this episode too. So anyway, guys, please check out all the things I mentioned. You don't have to, but if you did, let me know what you checked out, what you liked. I love this pod on Instagram. I love this pod at gmail.com. If you want to submit any email for me to read or to let me know that you've watched, read, listened to anything I've mentioned. If you want to suggest episode ideas, go to either one of those. I will read them all. I will hear your guys' suggestions. Anything, man. This is I, I do this for me because I love talking about the things I love, but I also love hearing what you guys want me to check out, what you guys think of what I'm doing, how I'm doing. I want to hear it all. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Everybody who listened to that first episode, I cannot appreciate you enough. You are all awesome. If you didn't listen to it because you just didn't want to, hey, that's fine. I'm not forcing anybody to listen to it. If you didn't listen to it because you didn't want the movie spoiled for you, totally understand. But if you do see the movie, go back and listen to that. 
you know, let me know your thoughts if you felt the same way I did it or what have you. So, guys, hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you guys next week. And I don't know if I am going to keep saying love it or suck it to end this one. Maybe I'll start saying love it or shut it. That's a little that's a little less harsh, we'll just say. So, you guys let me know what you think, all right? So, this time we'll we'll end this one by saying love it or shut it. Have a good day, guys. <laughs>